Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show in its new, relatively new time slot. I'm Marie Hewlett and it is just great to be part of the new weekend news talk lineup on AM 540 and 1260, which includes consumer activist Clark Howard, who follows us each Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Now, I want to remind you that you should have a pen and a piece of paper handy because we always have some great information. And if you can, have your pet join you while you're listening and give them lots of pats while you enjoy the show. This morning, I'm happy to have back Joyce McRory from Greyhound Pets of America. You probably remember that she was here last week. But I just didn't get a chance to answer or ask her everything I wanted to ask her, and there's just so much more information about this wonderful organization. And then we'll be phoning Bonnie Goodfriend, who is an expert on dog agility. And you'll be uh, learning some really neat things about that. If you aren't familiar with this, you are in for a treat. I also have some very cool animal events to tell you about, so this is going to be a really fun show. So stay tuned to AM540 and 1260, and we will be right back. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM540 and 1260. And I'm just so happy that Joyce McCrory was able to make it back down here again today. Thanks for coming back, Joyce. You're welcome, Maria. It was fun the first time. Well, you know, there were so many things we didn't get to talk about, and I realized, even though we talked about a lot of things, we didn't even begin to cover adoptions of greyhounds. Mm-hmm. So we talked about you going down to the tracks and and rescuing the, the retired racers, and you, we talked about your volunteer opportunities and your website, but we never talked about what somebody can do if they wanted to adopt one of these beautiful animals. What did you do? <coughs> what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> well, I had to jump through a lot of hoops. Uh, Jeff and I actually did. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes. <laughs> to show that we were uh, going to be good pet owners, good responsible pet owners. Um, and that's good. I, I think it's important that you, you screen people to make sure that they're not going to just put their dog in the backyard mm-hmm. and forget about it or, you know, all the other big no-nos in pet ownership. So why don't you fill everybody in in the procedure? Yes, the <laughs> procedure. Well, it used to be we sent you called me and I sent you out a paper application. But of course, with the with the internet being what it is today, we get almost 100% of our applications through the internet. Fill out the application, uh, email it to us, and we go over the application. And then there's a phone interview uh, on which we will ask, you know. Some questions about the application, like, um, well, you said your fence is six feet tall. Is it six feet tall all the way around? We kind of screen people out that way. Are you looking for a house pet? Right. Many times they'll say yes, and the next question is, where will the dog be when you're gone? Oh, in the backyard. You know, well, that's (laughs) their definition of a house pet. It's not Uh ours. Then we do a home visit, and we always bring greyhounds with us so that people can see. You know, sometimes they'll say, oh, my God, I had no idea they're so big. Oh, yeah. But And we screen people that way. Um, And if everything goes well, we get a profile of what they're looking for in a dog. Okay. 
and we have all our dogs in foster homes. We get a profile on, on the dogs themselves, and then we arrange for people to meet the dogs that suit. So this is very much like computer dating then, isn't it? Well, it kind of is. In fact, my first greyhound, Robber, my children are adopted, and okay. they stayed home from work that day to see if I was okayed for three children and that would get turned down for a greyhound. They thought that would be hilarious, but I wasn't. I did get oh, my good. first greyhound, and the rest is history. And yeah. once you got your first greyhound, you decided, I need to start helping more of these dogs. Well, yes, but uh, coming from Brooklyn, New York, I never had a pet. Oh, okay. And so when we got Robber, I said, well, here's my pet. Mm-hmm. And we had gone down to what is now um, Greyhound Adoption Center to help a friend pick out a dog. My husband said, are we going to take that one over their home? And my said, but we already have one. Uh-huh. That has come back to haunt me big time oh, <laughs> because no. now, you know, we have quite a few. Yes, <laughs> and I, we've done I, a lot with I the know. dog. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell anybody. No, don't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Joyce, um, so somebody who's interested in adopting can go online, fill out the online application, yes. and what is the website where they can do that? www.fastfriends.org. And okay. we're looking for people who want another family member. And that's how all pets should be. I, I agree with you completely. And I would rather, um, I, sometimes I say, and it may be sound harsh, put down a dog myself humanely mm-hmm. than put it in a bad situation. It's just very important to us that we take these dogs from their working life mm-hmm. and put them in as couch potatoes. And I think a lot of people don't realize greyhounds are not hyperactive dogs. No. Um, they don't want to always run. All they, except Blackie. Blackie was okay. <laughs> Blackie was hyperactive. That's I remember Black, Blackie was a dog I met uh, on the Pet Place television show. Yes, indeed, and you yes. know. Uh-huh. He, he's, he's pretty active, but that's unusual yes, for a very, greyhound. Very. Most greyhounds, I think you will be surprised to know, uh, really are couch potatoes. Yes. They want nothing more than to lay on the couch with their head on your lap, because that's about all that'll fit. <laughs> and um, and just be happy and yes. snooze and relax and have the good life. <laughs> I think what happens, <clears throat> excuse me, is that all the all you see about greyhounds before they retire mm-hmm. is them running at the track. Right. That's it. So you think, oh my God, they have to run. Well, they run for about thirty seconds every third to fourth day. Okay. That's it. And in between, they'll get a little training. They'll be turned out. But, boy, I'll tell you what, it takes them three days to recover from that 30, that 30 oh, seconds. Oh, I bet, because sure. they're running, what, 45 miles an hour? Well, the interesting thing, too, yes, they are, but that's the average across five-sixteenths of a mile. Okay. From the standstill to their third stride, they're going as fast as they ever will on the track. So oh, they're decelerating amazing. from their third stride, and they still make it 45 miles an hour. Oh, wow. They're just incredibly fast and incredibly beautiful. They are. But they really, I mean, you can have an apartment and probably have a greyhound, as long as you get out and go for walks. Well, that's right, and they love it. I mean, let's face it, they're living in a small crate at the track. Anything's bigger. They're very good for senior citizens. We've put quite a number in uh, Leisure World and places like that because they're just very calm, loving dogs. They're very gentle. That's right. Now, I want to say something to the listeners. When Tom came on the Pet Place television show last week, he brought, without any help from any volunteers, all by himself, he brought six greyhounds. Yes. And he got out of his truck, and he brought the greyhounds, 
And they were so mellow. None of them were tugging on the leash. Mm -hmm. They were just all right with him. And none of them jumped up on anybody. They were as calm and as well-mannered as you can imagine. And these are track dogs. Mm -hmm. These aren't dogs that have gone to obedience training and, and lived in families all their lives. So two, three, four years, they've been out on a track with very little human interaction, mm -hmm. and yet they're just fabulous house pets. Well, they have this notion from birth mm -hmm. that they're to please the human. Okay. Their trainer is there most of the time when they're born. And from that, that's one of the things that makes the greyhound that comes off the track much different from, let's say, the three puppies that I, that well, we had seven puppies born in our house. I still have three. Uh-oh. And they're, they're very different because they don't have, they never had that regimen. Okay. They never had the, st the stability of a very simple day. So, so your dogs are like dogs that have been in the military. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Yeah. Drill sergeant. <laughs> that's right. But relaxed. They're retired military. Okay, okay, okay. That's, yeah. that's very nice. Now, I will have to warn everybody, um, if you have knickknacks on coffee tables or anything like that, uh, the tail of a greyhound is... Wicked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they will clear every coffee yeah. table in about two seconds, especially if they're a, a happy dog. Yeah. Because that tail starts wagging, and it's it's just incredible. <laughs> well, one of the injuries that the dog, the greyhounds have at the track is what we call happy tail. Oh, yes. Because they'll whack that tail inside the crate all the time, bada boom, bada boom, bada boom, mm -hmm. and then you have this dog that has a tail that 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 bleeds, mm -hmm. and you know, so you have to repair that. But I, that is a common injury. Yeah. We actually did experience that with our greyhound captain, and uh, he whacked his tail, and it started bleeding, and, and within about 30 seconds, our whole living room looked like uh, an axe murderer had been there. Feeling too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, it's just, and you're grabbing the tail. Yeah. And the dog is so happy. Stop being so happy. <laughs> Don't be so happy. Yeah, that that's something. Certainly, they can be corrected, but, but that is a common thing. Okay, all right. But other than that, for the most part, when they're not excited and happy and their tail going, they pretty much do just hang out with you and... Yeah. Follow just, you around the house. Yeah. Um, appreciate everything you do. And they have these big eyes that oh. just look at you and say, I love you. They're very human, aren't they? Yeah, the, they are. The eyes. I, that's what catches a lot of people. And it's, in fact, I can say that I didn't like the look of a greyhound before I got my first greyhound. Oh, wow. Now all dogs look skinny and short to me. <laughs> I mean, fat and short, I'm sorry. I was going to say, But yeah. they, they <laughs> do, they look at you with with a special kind of a connection. That is so neat, and yeah. it's so true. Well, everybody, if you are interested in adopting a greyhound, please contact uh, Joyce McRory and her wonderful organization, Greyhound Pets of America, at? www.fastfriends.org. Fastfriends.org, what a great name. <laughs> okay, well, um, thank you again, Joyce, for making another trip down here <laughs> to the radio station. And we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back on AM 540 and 1260. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 540 and 1260. And I'm very happy to have joining with me by telephone, uh, Miss Bonnie Goodfriend. Hi, Bonnie. Hello, Marie. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Okay. Well, um, Bonnie, I'd like you to tell everybody exactly what you do, all about uh, dog agility. Oh, a wonderful sport. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's lots of fun. I've seen some events. It is. It is mentally challenging, physically fun. Um, it's a gym with your dog. Oh, that's great. So uh, getting uh, people off their feet and uh, getting animals off their feet and getting some healthy activity. In the fresh air, yes. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, I know that there's a lot of uh, um, sedentary humans and sedentary pets, so I think this is just a wonderful, wonderful idea. Tell me a little bit about how people can get involved with um, agility classes or agility training. All they have to do is find um, an agility trainer in their area okay, and start. It start at the beginning okay. where everyone starts. All righty. And, and what's involved with that? Um, when somebody goes and, and meets an agility trainer, uh, what should they expect to find? They will expect to find a bunch of equipment, uh, jumps, tunnels, Contact equipment, which one of them is an A-frame, okay. a long skinny thing, a teeter-totter, oh, wow. tires, um, tables, all kinds of things. Now, is this something that some dogs tend to be afraid of? It sounds like it might be kind of startling for a dog who's never experienced anything like this. Um, from my point of view, no. No, they just instantly have they fun. They <laughs> say, well, see, I train with very, very positive methods. Okay. In the beginning, we use tons of treats. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I guess if I were a dog, I'd, I'd be happy You'd like that, that, too, yes. <laughs> so we, I, call, I call it a paycheck. Oh, okay. And so the dogs get lots of paychecks and lots of bonuses. Okay. Well, it's a good thing they're being active because I could see how... Uh, Training with treats can get them really overweight really fast. Well, yeah, but as they begin to become more proficient, mm -hmm. then the tra treats start to fade oh, okay. in the background. And then you just start using praise and, and praise. that sort of thing. Yes. And then they just start having a good time. And they have a blast. I've seen some of the dogs on agility courses, and they just have big old happy dog smiles while they're running around and going through the course. And, and it's really quite something. Um, are there any special events that people can go to and just watch so they can decide whether or not this is something that they'd like to do? Yes. They can go on the Internet, mm -hmm. and they can check um, on the AKC website. Okay. They can look up the USDAA, which is United States Dog Agility Association. All righty. Um, and there is NADAC, North American Dog Agility Council. And they can just, like, plug into their search engine, Agility. Okay. And they will come up with lots and lots and lots of things. Oh, wow. Um, now, you have a special website, too, that has lots of great information. I was looking at it just a little bit ago before we started the show. Um, why don't you tell everybody what your website is? My Agility website is www.fleetfeetagilitycenter.com. Okay. And so you actually have a center uh, locally? I have a training center in Acton just outside of the Antelope Valley. Oh, okay. What's the address there? Um, the address is 900 Searchlight Ranch Road. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds lots of fun. How many dogs do you generally have out there on, on any given day? On any given, most of my classes I try to keep very small because I like a lot of personal attention. Mm -hmm. So my classes run between, oh, I'd say about 9, 12 dogs. Oh, okay. And, and all the dogs people. get along pretty much? <laughs> Pardon? All the dogs get along pretty much? Yes. Okay. Now, 
what do you do to inspire the dogs other than treats um, to go on some of these really, really unusual apparatus, you know, like the, um, you know, the teeter-totters and things like that? How do you get them to walk up on that? Um, a lot of positive thoughts. Um, and then I do go back to the treats. I, I, use, I resort to bribery. <laughs> Okay. Whipped, whipped cream will get a dog on anything. Okay, okay. Well, how do they react when the teeter-totter teeters? Most of them do very well. Okay. Some of them need some time. Oh. And I handle the teeter-totter in the beginning so it doesn't go crashing to the ground. Okay. So they do not uh, freak out on okay. it. And the, the handler is holding on to the leash. Mm-hmm. And I've got usually the dog's collar in one hand and the teeter in the other. Okay. And we lower it to the ground. So they learn that things move and it's not scary. Oh, that's fabulous. Now, do you find that some breeds are better suited to this than others? Yes and no. Okay. Yes, meaning what you see on TV, uh, your Border Collies, your herding breeds um, definitely excel. Mm-hmm. But there are those within that breed that have no interest in it whatsoever. Okay. Um, I have trained everything from the uh, Chihuahua oh, all the wow. way up to a Great Dane and everything of any conceivable mix in between. Now, I'm assuming the little short-legged dogs have um, some uh, special setup so that they don't have to do the same thing as a, a, a greyhound, for example. Well, they're doing the same obstacles um, for, for the contact obstacles. Their feet are on the ground, mm-hmm. just as they would be if they were on the ground. Okay. So for all dogs, those are equal. The jumps are set depending on how tall the dog is. So your oh, little okay. tiny dogs are jumping little tiny jumps. Oh, that's good. And your bigger dogs are jumping the higher jumps. Now, I imagine, just like with people, um, you don't just start out on an exercise program with a, you know, for, without first making sure that you're healthy. Do you recommend that people get a, a, you know, a quick vet check and make sure everybody's uh, good and strong before they get started? Yes. It's, it never hurts. Okay. It never hurts. Okay. So if you have a, a, a rather large sedentary dog who hasn't done much for the last five years of his life, um, you wouldn't necessarily want to get them started right away with heavy-duty agility training, correct? Well, it doesn't start out in the beginning to be heavy-duty. Okay. In the beginning, you are learning the obstacle. All right. And so it's what I would call a slow class. Oh, okay. Excellent. And then as the dogs get better and the handlers get better, uh-huh. it is a team sport. Oh, I, I bet it is. <laughs> <laughs> now, do then, the humans uh, get as much exercise as the dogs? Yes, they do. Oh. They're running right next to their dog <laughs> or walking right next to their dog, whatever the case may be. Okay. All right. But I have students, I have students from um, the, the low teens to the mid-80s. Oh, wow. How fun. Uh, do you have, like, some special clubs also that meet? that, you know, maybe use your site as a place to get together, or or can you recommend some clubs that people can get involved with? Mostly clubs come around when you're ready to compete. Okay. Clubs are not something that someone joins prior to that level. Oh, I see, I see. So finding a teacher in your area and then taking classes will lead you to the club. Now, how difficult is it to find a teacher? Are, are there pretty much agility trainers everywhere nowadays? Nowadays there are, yes. Oh, that's that's great. 
so somebody isn't going to have to travel for miles and miles to find somebody who can help them with their dog. Well, I do have people that travel miles and miles to come to me. Oh, <laughs> you must be very good. <laughs> now, now, how long have you been doing this? I've been doing agility for over 15 years. Oh, wow. And how did you get involved in the sport? I had a dog, a Leon Berger, mm-hmm. who was what you would call a turbo. And she liked to hike 10 miles a day, and I would come back to the car, and I would be ready to crash. She'd have a drink of water, be ready to go again, say, come on, come on, come on. I'd say, I can't do it. Wow. Um, And so a friend of mine who I hiked with found an ad in the paper, and we went out to the class. Well, it turned out her dog didn't like it, but my dog loved it. Oh, wow. And Frida, Frida May was her name. Mm Mm-hmm. And Frida May was the first giant breed dog in the world to title in agility. Oh, congratulations. She proved <laughs> that big dogs could do it, too. Oh, that's just fabulous. Oh, what a great story. You know, Bonnie, um, I'd love to talk more, and I know we can, but unfortunately we're just about out of time. So please give your website one more time for our listeners. My website is fleetfeetagility.com. Excellent. Okay, well, we need to take a quick break, and we will be right back here on AM540 and 1260 on Pet Place Radio, so please stay tuned. On the Pet Place Radio Show. Again, I'm Marie Hewitt, and you are listening to AM 540 and 1260. Okay, it's pencil and paper time, and I have some really special events to tell you about. And let's talk about the Irvine Animal Care Center, and they are sponsoring a Home for the Holidays special event December 16th from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m., Give the greatest gift of all this holiday season, a home and a future to a homeless pet. The Irvine Animal Care Center is excited to host its first annual Home for the Holidays adoption event. They're looking for wonderful forever homes for their 60-plus dogs and more than 200 cats. And we'll be offering special adoption rates for the event. Also, several other local rescue groups will will be bringing an additional 75 dogs and puppies. Santa Claus will be available for photos with children and pets. There will be vendors, food, and a great pet toy booth, too. It'll be fun and a very festive day for the entire family. Now, today and tomorrow, get your photos with Santa Paws to benefit RUFF, Ruff, Rescuing Unwanted Furry Friends. This is a South Orange County group that provides assistance to animals and their people in need. Hours of this event are 11 a.m. to 4 p.m., and it will be held at the PetSmart, located at, located at 26761 Aliso Creek Road in the city of Aliso Viejo. Now, if you have a suggested topic or a question about animals that you'd like answered, remember you can reach me by email at jafari at fia.net. That's spelled J-E-F-A-R-I at FEA.net. I answer all the questions that I receive, even if you don't appear in my Orange County Register newspaper column. So um, if there's something that you really need to know about, or maybe even something you'd like discussed here on our radio show, please write in. And also, 
If you can't get enough of uh, the Pet Place, remember we do have a special TV show on KBOC, the Pet Place television show, where we showcase adoptable pets from rescue groups and animal shelters from all over Southern California. And it looks like that's all about time we have today. So please uh, tune in again next week and stay tuned for Clark Howard. And don't forget, spay or neuter your pets. Have a great weekend. Thank you.